CF House Church. Man, we're so excited that you're tuning in today for teaching number two, where we're getting into this idea of hearing from God. Today, you get to hear from our middle school pastor, Corey Johnson, but don't worry, this is not just for middle schoolers. She gets into some stuff that'll be good for any age of life and walk of life. Uh, Just really dives into this concept of hearing from God, what it looks like biblically, how we do it, how we walk into it. And so this is going to kick us off for a few weeks as we focus in on this topic of hearing from God. So definitely make sure you turn in to the next few weeks as we release more podcasts on how to walk into this idea and how vital it is for us to grow and walk with Jesus. So we cannot wait for you to jump into this. Enjoy today's topic on hearing from God by Corey Johnson. I'm the middle school director here at Christ Fellowship, in case you didn't know me. I'm really excited to be teaching today. Um, Over the past several weeks, we've been digging into the spiritual discipline of connecting with God in your secret place. And today we're going to switch gears. We're going to begin talking over the next four weeks about hearing God. Now, the two actually go hand in hand. I believe that before we can hear God in every place, we have to first recognize His voice in our secret place. I want to talk about that today, recognizing the voice of God when he speaks. Whether it's in your secret place, in your living room, as you're in your car on the way to work or school, the question that we're asking, or if you're not asking, you should be, is how can I recognize the voice of God? See, the truth is that God is never silent. He's always speaking. And you may argue that point. Maybe you're at a point in your relationship with God where you haven't experienced that to be true. Maybe you can't actually think of a time where you believe the Lord has spoken directly to you. Just because we don't always recognize God speaking doesn't mean He isn't. This is a good reason to doubt, sure, but when it comes to God, I want you to know something. Your lack of recognition doesn't equal a lack of reality. In other words, as a follower of Jesus, even if we're not experiencing God speaking to us, it doesn't mean he actually isn't speaking. So if this is true, that God is always speaking, then why are we not able to hear him? Why is that? I think for us, a lot of times it's all the noise. So when we talk about hearing God, I think we need to define what noise actually is. So when it comes to hearing God, noise is any sound or voice that is undesired or interferes with our ability to hear the voice of God. The truth is we live in a noisy world. It's crazy, but there's actually scientific evidence that in the United States, there's probably only about 10 to 12 places left where you and I could go and be completely free of man-made noise. We're bombarded every day in every circumstance. And sometimes trying to recognize God's voice can feel like trying to have a conversation in the middle of a concert or trying to make out a whisper in a crowded stadium. We're bombarded with noise, sounds and voices that are undesired and interfering with our ability to hear the voice of God. In your life, maybe noise looks like social media. Maybe that's the voice that's drowning out God's voice for you. Maybe it looks like expectations that your family, your friends, your teachers have set for school or for sports or for your future. 
A lot of times the noise that we're battling to overcome are temptations that the enemies put into our minds. Maybe lies that he has told us that we're believing about ourselves. And a lot of times the noise that is competing for our attention could actually be the voice of people who have good intentions, but for whatever reason, what they're saying to us, what they're speaking into our lives, don't line up with what God's actually saying for us. If we take a minute, we could all think of so many things, so many places where we're bombarded with noise in our own lives every day. We're trying to hear a God we can't physically see in a world overrun by noise. And it can be hard. Honestly, at times, it can feel almost impossible to do that. But here's where I want to encourage you today. God doesn't speak without also giving us exactly what we need to know how to hear and recognize his voice in our lives. And I believe learning to hear God actually begins with confessing the truth that sometimes we don't believe we can hear him. That we don't actually at times understand how to recognize his voice, especially in the midst of all the noise. You know, confession is just telling the truth about something and repentance is allowing God to help you change your mind. So before we dig in and look at all the ways that scripture and the life of Jesus can teach us how to recognize the voice of God, I just want to pray for all of us. And I'm just going to lead us in a moment where I feel like we can repent, um, confess the truth, and repent, change our minds about what God um, is speaking to us, about our ideas surrounding his voice. So God, because it's so hard to recognize your voice, sometimes we believe the lie that you're not actually speaking, or if you are, we don't have the ability to hear you. God, we know that that's not true. Deep down in our hearts, Lord, we confess that we've been believing something that is a lie because we know that you are a God who speaks. You are a God who speaks to your children, and you've given us the Holy Spirit as a way to hear you. So, Father, shift our perspective. Change our minds about hearing you as we begin to dig into the word and the truth of how we could do that. God, shift our perspective and change our minds about the way and the fact that you are actually speaking to us, your sons and your daughters. Lord, change the question that we're asking. Instead of us asking this question, God, do you speak? Are you speaking, Lord? Change our minds and let our question be, Lord, how are you speaking to me? And how can I recognize your voice in my life? God, thank you for the fact that you love us so much that you want to speak to us, directly to us, into our hearts, into our conditions, into our circumstance. Father, help us to believe that you are a God who speaks and you are a God that we can hear because we are your sons and daughters. Thank you so much for Jesus, for him making the way for us to do that. God, we love you so much and we love your voice and we pray these things in your name. Amen. So, as we dig into this uh, question of how can we recognize the voice of God, there's so much that we can learn from the word and specifically from looking at how Jesus walked the earth and how he actually heard and recognized God's voice. You know, how did he hear from God and recognize God? 
You know, we know from Scripture that Jesus was always aligned with the Father's heart. Jesus himself tells us that he didn't actually do anything that God wasn't already doing. He never spoke anything that God hadn't already spoke. So how did he know that? The only way would be that he was hearing and recognizing the voice of the Father. And he was also hearing God in the midst of tons of noise. Now you may say, Jesus didn't have noise to deal with, but I want to challenge you to go back and look at his life. There was so much noise. So how did Jesus hear and recognize the voice of God? Well, first I believe Jesus noticed and navigated all the noise. You know, the noise that Jesus had to deal with came from so many places. The Pharisees were constantly speaking up against Jesus. They argued with everything he said. And in fact, they called him a liar more often than they believed him. There were crowds constantly following him. Sometimes the disciples themselves were the ones that were, that were causing all this noise that could have drowned out the voice of God. We even see in scripture how Satan himself speaks directly to Jesus and tempts him and tries to get him to listen to the noise of his voice over the voice of the Father. And Jesus noticed the noise for what it was. He knew it was there, but he never let it become the thing he listened to. And that's the first thing I think we can learn from him, how to notice the noise but navigate it. Jesus found a way to turn it down. He found a way to separate himself from the noise that was surrounding him. Have you ever noticed all the times in Scripture that Jesus went away to pray by himself? Have you ever wondered why he went to pray by himself? I believe he was actually separating himself from the noise. He was separating himself from the noise of the world so he could focus on the voice of the Father. So what does that look like for you and I? I think the first thing we have to do is just ask, God, help me recognize, help me notice the noise in my life. Sometimes we don't notice the noise so we can't navigate it because we don't even recognize that that's what it is. So ask God, help me notice this noise, Lord, and teach me how to navigate all the things that aren't your voice. I think the next thing um, we can do to navigate and notice the noise in our lives is pray. You know, Jesus spent time with God, and the more time he spent with God, the more he recognized his voice. The same is true for us. The more time we spend with God, the more we recognize what sounds like the voice of the Father versus what sounds like the voice of this world. It's just like your best friend. If they called you from an unknown number, you, you would still recognize their voice, not because you have some supernatural ability, but because you've talked to them so often that you're just familiar with the way they sound, the way they speak. You recognize their voice because you've taken the time to spend time listening to it. And that's what prayer actually is. And the last thing that we can do when it comes to noticing and navigating noise is actually eliminate the noise we can eliminate. You might say, there's no way we can get rid of the noise of the world. That's a lie. You can. You got to ask God, what is the noise in my life? Maybe for you, it's social media. You can eliminate that noise, even for a little bit. Maybe you fast from TikTok, from um, Instagram, from Snapchat for a day, and you just dedicate any time you would have picked up your phone to scroll or to continue a streak to actually hearing from God. Maybe the noise for you is actually coming from other people. And maybe the way that you eliminate that noise is to limit or completely stop conversations with those whose voices don't sound like the voice of God. 
So how do you know if their voice is noise or if it's aligned with God's voice? The voice of God always aligns with scripture. It always encourages. It always makes you feel like you're hearing a loving father speak to his children. So if you're listening to people in your life and their voice doesn't sound like that, their voice doesn't push you to be more of who God created you to be, it's probably noise and you should probably eliminate it. And the other thing is just being intentional about eliminating the, the noise by finding a secret place, finding a quiet time, finding somewhere where you're free from distraction and you can focus all your time, all your thoughts, all your energy on actually hearing the voice of God. We can't eliminate the noise of our lives completely, but when we notice that it's there, we can actually navigate it with God's help. Jesus was really, really great at this, and I think that's one of the reasons why he was able to hear and recognize God's voice, even in the midst of his most overwhelming, troublesome times. Another thing that, that Jesus did that seems so simple, but it's actually really hard, is Jesus always desired to hear the voice of God. He was willing to be honest and vulnerable. He was willing to lay everything before the Father because he desired to hear God's voice more than he desired his own comfort. He desired to hear what God had to say more than he desired to hold on to what he thought. Jesus recognized that we must be honest with God before we can honestly hear from God. He did it in the garden before he went to the cross. He did it when he was on the cross himself he actually was honest. He laid out everything before the Lord, but at the end of the day, he submitted his own desires, his own pain, his own lies, really, that he might have been believing about himself to the voice of God because his deepest desire, more than anything, was to hear what God had to say. And he was always listening for God's voice. You know, I believe that in his life, Jesus desires were aligned with the desires of God because his greatest desire was to hear the voice of God. Think about that. Jesus' desires were always aligned with God's desires because more than anything, Jesus desired to hear from God. We're not Jesus. That's the truth. But we do have access to the, to the Holy Spirit, which is his presence living within us. And the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to have a deeper desire to hear the voice of God. We can ask God through the Holy Spirit to increase our desire for his voice. And I think we have to ask ourselves when we're talking about desire, we, we really have to be honest, right, and vulnerable. Do we actually desire a conversation with God? So often, I think if we're being real with ourselves, our lack of recognition actually begins with a lack of desire. We don't recognize the voice of God because we don't actually want to hear it. Maybe we're afraid that God will tell us something that we don't want to hear. Maybe we're afraid that we can't handle him being honest with us. If that's you, I want you to ask God to increase your desire. If you don't actually want to have a conversation with him, ask him to increase that desire. Ask him to give you a deeper desire to be honest with him and to hear his voice. Sometimes I think um, we don't recognize God's voice because we're afraid that we don't know what he's saying. We're afraid that he won't actually speak or if he does, he won't say what we expect him to say. And so we get caught up in fear and we believe we're not actually ready or capable 
to hear from him. If that's you, I want you to ask God to help you trust that his voice is speaking, that you have the ability to hear it, and that he will say exactly what he needs to say in the exact timing he needs to say it in. In order to have a conversation with God, we've got to be willing to be honest and vulnerable. And we have to desire to speak with him. We have to desire God's voice above every other voice in our world. And the last thing that I believe Jesus did that we could do um, that helped him hear from and recognize God's voice is he became intimately familiar with the voice of God. Now, you might be thinking, of course, he was intimately familiar with God's voice. Jesus and God were one. Yes, they were. Their hearts were connected at the deepest level. Jesus had this inherent ability to recognize the voice of the Father. He had an ability, but I don't want you to miss that he actually also made himself available. He wasn't just able, he was available. He prioritized spending time speaking with God. He practiced listening to what God had to say regularly. Jesus wasn't just able, he was available. So what does that look like for us? I want you to know that through the Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. And when you have the Holy Spirit in your heart, you have that same inherent ability through the Holy Spirit to recognize God's voice. You have the ability. Are you making yourself available? This week, um, I want to encourage you to read John chapter 10 because it's all about this idea of making yourself available, but also your ability to hear the voice of God. So John chapter 10, I'm going to read verses 1 through 5, and here's what it says. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. The sheep follow Jesus because they know his voice. They're intimately familiar with the voice of their shepherd. Because they have the ability through Jesus to hear from him, but they also make themselves available. Sheep gather around their shepherd, right? If you know anything about sheep and shepherding, the sheep don't want to be apart from their shepherd. They make themselves available for his every command. They make themselves available to hear anything he has to say to them. They are intimately familiar with the voice of their shepherd because they've made themselves available. And they're able to hear. And they recognize his voice so much so that sheep actually run from anything that doesn't sound like the voice of their shepherd. Can we say that in our own lives? Are we so intimately familiar with the voice of Jesus that when the enemy speaks, that when any noise of this world speaks into our hearts, into our minds, creeps into our souls, into our conversations, that we immediately recognize that it's not the voice of God? God wants us to have that kind of in, in sorry God wants us to have that kind of intimate familiarity with his voice and that comes with spending time 
in his presence through Jesus. Spending time in your secret place talking with the Father. Spending time during your morning routine praying or worshiping God. Spending time while you're listening to music, while you're walking, while you're working out, while you're practicing sports, while you're laying in bed before you go to sleep. Spending time with Jesus and always asking the questions, Lord, how are you speaking here and now and what is it that you're saying? The more time we spend with God, the more intimately familiar we become with his voice. We begin to recognize his voice in our prayers, in his word, but also in music, in nature, in others, in the things that we say, in the things that we do. And most importantly, we begin to recognize his voice in the midst of all the noise. We can pick him out from every other voice, every other distraction, every other thing that's trying to take our attention away from God, the more familiar we become with his voice. We just need to be in the presence of God and listen. When we make intimacy with God a priority, we become intimately familiar with his voice. You know, I think Jesus was so great at all these things because he understood the value of hearing God. And I want you guys to understand as we walk through these next four weeks, actually as you walk through the rest of your relationship with Jesus, hearing God is still valuable for you today. In fact, I believe that hearing God is the most important thing for us as believers. What God is saying is worth hearing. And if we don't hear what he's saying, no matter how he's saying it, we're missing out on all that he has for us. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't want to miss anything that God has for me. He's always speaking, and we can hear his voice. It's the way that we know his will, and that's the way that we actually begin to follow the way of Jesus. So over these next few weeks, as we practice hearing God's voice together, I want you to ask God to help you recognize him every day in every way that he is speaking in your life. Ask him to help you notice and navigate the noise in your own life. Ask him to increase your desire to have that ongoing, honest, vulnerable conversation with him. Ask God to make you intimately familiar, not only with his voice, but with his heart, with his will, with his desires, with his thoughts. That way you can constantly be leaning in to what God has to say to you. God's deepest desire is intimacy with you. And that intimacy with God grows through knowing him. And knowing God increases as we hear his voice and we recognize him speaking in our lives. It's like any relationship. The more time we spend with the person we're in relationship with, the person we're in relationship with, the more familiar we become with their voice. The more time we spend with the person we're in relationship with, the more familiar we become with their voice. As we wrap up today, we're gonna to take some time to practice recognizing God. Your leaders are gonna walk you through this exercise as a group. And as you do this, I wanna encourage you um, to do a few things. Uh, first of all, be confident that when you ask God to speak, he will speak to you. You have the ability to hear and recognize the voice of God. So be confident that he will speak when you ask. Also, don't second guess the things that you hear. 
write down the first things that come to mind and let your group, let your leaders help you navigate whether it's God's voice or not. So many times I think we don't recognize God's voice because we discount the things he's actually saying to us as not being from him. And then the last thing I want to encourage you with is make sure that what you're hearing sounds like a loving father speaking to his sons and daughters. There's so many ways to recognize God's voice. It will always align with scripture. It will always encourage. It will challenge you, but in a good way. It will always make you more like the person that you know God wants you to be. But the best way I've ever heard it described is if it doesn't sound like the voice of a loving father speaking to his sons and daughters, it's probably not the voice of God. So leaders, take some time for students to do this individually, and then I would encourage you guys to get back together and talk through what you've heard and noticed as a group. Remember throughout these next four weeks that you have the ability to hear and recognize the voice of God and that He isn't distant. He's always speaking, and He won't stop. He has valuable things to say to you, and He's inviting us to learn to recognize his voice, even in the midst of all the noise in our worlds. Guys, I love you all so much. I'm so excited to dig into this topic of hearing God with you over the next few weeks, and I can't wait to hear how God speaks into each and every one of your lives. Love you all. Have an awesome week.